0: death, of God! Oh my God!
1: You did it! What the f- is going on down there? See, see. Was... WTF and TFW is here and it's now. It's episode five zero lucky seven, and I'm joined by Seth. Hello. Hi. Welcome!
0: What's going on?
1: Oh, you know, uh, we had a freak ice storm in the middle of April. Uh, which prevented me from going to the Ontario CollectorCon 80s Toy Expo, uh, that I was really jazzed about going to and selling some toys and hanging out with people, and then when we would have driven over, my brother and I were both, like, on the phone going like, so, uh, apparently, there's a do not travel warning, and apparently it's gonna literally rain ice, and then about an hour later, it was actually just raining ice. Uh, and we decided, you know what, this is, it's a fun show, but this would actually be risking our lives, so let's, let's not do it.
0: Yeah, you should have gone for it.
1: Yeah. You know what I, you know what else I missed out on by not going to the show? Do you know what guest Colin got? You know what his wrestler guest was? who? Virgil.
0: Yeah, of course it was.
1: He got the real Virgil. And I could have seen the real (laughs) Virgil. Uh... So I'm, I'm I'm a little bummed about that. But uh it's it seems like it's starting to not be three layers of differently melted ice outside and so that's nice. Uh and as that's happening Seth it sounds like all the pollen is starting to wake up.
0: Yeah. It's uh, uh I've had a few um breaks uh because we'll we'll get like a day or two of rain here and there still and mm. that kind of clears the air but being as late into april as we are this is usually when i'm in in the thick of it for allergies yeah so uh, i've been lucky so far but uh starting to starting to happen
1: yeah so you know dear listeners if you if you do hear seth's nostrils just suddenly inflate uh <sighs> don't worry we're we're prepared well i'm i'm not prepared i don't know if seth is either but it's all okay no. it's all it's all good um Seth, I wanted to start off talking about quickly something that came up on the front page because I guess someone's going to be producing and selling this is the implication I got from the front page mm-hmm. post. Uh, MDEC is making uh, the Ion Blaster Commander, a human-sized G1 Optimus Prime rifle with lights and sounds, uh, more than 70 light points, and then there's some shots of, I guess, a prototype or a CAD, I'm not quite sure, but at one point looks they catty. show what it looks like. Yeah, now that I'm looking at it, it's it's pretty caddy pretty catty um but i i like the shot where it's all lit up because if they actually make all those different lights that sure will look pretty but uh i don't know i thought this was kind of funny because i was like you know what this seems like something that probably should have already been made in the last 10 years just given what transformers are culturally yeah uh and i'm surprised that it hasn't been made <laughs> um and i i have no use for it myself but i think it's super neat it's going to be more than three feet long
0: yeah should be it's a big rifle um whenever i start having like the man if i won the lottery kind of fantasies yeah um one of those things is always like boy it would be fun to like have like a media room or whatever decorated with like an arsenal of replica weapons from like prop weapons from from different movies and whatnot and uh, the, if I had that lottery money and I had that arsenal <laughs> I was building, uh, I would totally be hype about this and looking to be getting it. Mm-hmm. But being not a lottery winner and only having so much room in my life, <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't think this is something I'm going to be after. And it looks like it's going to be rare. Yeah. Referred to I it as being limited edition.
1: I, like, I've never heard of MDEC. I, I did. I admit I didn't actually go to look at their site to see what they do, but I'm assuming this is going to be like, we're going to make maybe 20 of these, uh, probably handcrafted unless I'm missing something. Um, nothing about this seems like it would be like, you know, a mass-produced, factory-produced thing.
0: Uh, um, here it just says limited edition. Yes. No possibility of re-edition. They're not going to do any more.
1: I mean, yeah, it's going to... As cool as this looks, I think it's also like like with big statue things. It's going to be hard enough selling the limited run because it's it's not going to be cheap. I wouldn't expect. If it is, then hey, <laughs> like if they're like, all right, we're we're putting up pre-orders, fifty bucks. And I'd be like, you know what? Sure, I I got a closet. I'll spend fifty bucks on something stupid. But I, I think it's going to be a couple hundred bucks. Um.
0: Yeah, I just Google search for M deck, and the first result is a. Uh deck parking at the gsu um campus
1: well they're moving on up georgia
0: state <laughs> university <laughs> campus
1: i'm just i'm taking a look at their facebook page and it's uh it's mostly just this project they seem to be responsive on facebook at least as of a day ago um they're saying that they're working on a price and date that seems to actually that's what they just said twice to two different people uh they also have a website according to the front page thing Let's oh on yes that. i
0: just found it uh
1: a good warrior um, needs a great leader, and a great need. Great leader needs a bold, great weapon. And it's oh, just the page all
0: this. I'm looking at is a picture of the gun, and it says, "Our big work is done." Click for more information. Oh. and then a pop-up asking if I would like to translate the page.
1: Oh, you know what? The front page link went straight to the item page. Yeah, I just went to ah. the front page, and then yeah, yeah. So you know, I hope that they can pull it off, and I hope that the price makes sense for Nothing how big changed. this is. <laughs>
0: I click translate and like the font changed slightly, but
1: but yeah, this seems like the kind of thing that's going to be on the radar of like homeowners who have you know a a collection set up, all all good to go for things like prop replicas, like you were describing. Yeah, Um, I know they're out there. You know, your Adam Savages and whatnot. Oh, Adam Savage just be like, I'm going to make my own.
0: Yeah, he would have already (laughs) made his own. (laughs) I'm,
1: I'm too impatient to wait for this.
0: I am uh, jealous of his ability to do stuff like that. It's so cool.
1: Yeah, I uh, love the the one day build videos. I don't watch them like like religiously, but it's every now and then I'll just like queue up like three of them when I have something to do, and then I just like, like I just get sucked right into that workflow. Uh, and also his it's it's not just his ability to do stuff; it's the fact that he'll sit there and go like, "Oh, this isn't working," and then he'll just stare off into space for like two seconds and go like, "All right, I'm going to fix it," and then he fixes it. <laughs> and I'm like, I-, I wish I could solve my problems that quickly.
0: <laughs> well, he had a uh, a TED talk all about making his replica of the Maltese Falcon, which is pretty neat.
1: I think I saw th- is that. That's, that's not recent, right?
0: No, it was years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I saw that way back.
0: Apparently, MDEC is located in Spain. All right. The ways to the west of barcelona
1: good on them they'll they'll probably want to that'll be tricky to ship from i'm sure they're gonna go elsewhere to do their shipping
0: Espanol.
1: we'll see how this project turns out if it turns out um it seems like there's interest going by the number of comments on their facebook page that being like more than two uh so oh 52 shares and seven comments i believe
0: can't find a price anywhere.
1: No, they still haven't figured that out. Uh price and date to be announced TBA. So, 1
0: million dollars. Uh,
1: hey, you know if well, I'm thinking about
0: uh, I'm thinking about how expensive those f- uh full-size Mass Effect guns were. and I think the rifles were 5-600 or more.
1: Yeah. Um, and and that was by a company who kind of specializes in that, if I recall correctly, right? Like, wasn't that the same company that did, like, the Needler or something? Possibly. Um, so this is is probably going to be a smaller operation, but because of that, like, A, their price will probably be at least that much, but B, it might just be that much, like, if they have, like, a really, a really set, like, clean way to produce the things, maybe it'll involve 3D printing, uh be curious to see i hope it turns out
0: yeah the geth pulse rifle was 574
1: yeah and i, I think that company uses factories and stuff if i recall i mean I, I this would have been years now since i saw their stuff but it's
0: project triforce
1: yeah oh well, we'll see seth we gotta we gotta bump along to this listener question uh because this is uh this is one that i read and you, 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 we've had listener questions now and then where someone, like, lists all of my immediate answers.
0: <laughs> and uh,
1: this is what I would describe as one of those. So uh, you Zark- just
0: read the question and we'll move on because it's already answered.
1: says, hello, Evangelist of the podcasting team. I'm here with my first listener question. What Transformers figures would you recommend based on how well engineered and complex they are? Recently... I had started taking a look at figures based on just engineering, and it would be cool to take a look at ones that people recommend. For example, I really enjoy the masterpiece movie figures, MP36 Megatron, Revenge of the Fallen Leader Optimus, Dark of the Moon Leader Sentinel, Revenge of the Fallen Voyager Mixmaster, Unique Toys Power Kill, and G Creations Ultra Maximus. I prefer more complex figures, but anything that has great engineering is cool with me. Also, I love the podcast, and you guys have been doing a fantastic job. I have gone back to episode 1, and I'm making my way up to the current episodes, and I'm at episode 191 as of sending in this question. Thanks, and click. Zark225 is actually the second person in the last month and a half to tell me that they've just decided to start at episode one. Um, and I'm always like, man, you need do it, but I'm so sorry that we don't have these microphones we have right now ten years ago. <laughs> uh also, yes, a lot of my immediate answers to this question when you say you like complex figures, like, right down to G-Creation's Ultra Maximus. That, that is, like, a, a perfectly laid-out list of all of the more modern figures I would have told you to look at. So I'm, I'm kind of racking my brain now. <laughs> um, if you liked Unique Toys Peru Kill, that's certainly not as, like, obscenely complex so much as it is clever. Uh, so that's, that's given me more to work with. But Seth, like doesn't have to be one you liked, but, like, what's a super complex figure you can think of?
0: Uh, I don't know if it's super complex, but the one thing that came to mind that he didn't list were the alternative figures. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would very much recommend the Optimus Prime. And if you want another one, the Megatron. And then I would say Stop, because I think they went downhill real fast after that.
1: Well the, the that was also half the line were those two.
0: <laughs> yeah. But the uh well no, they they did uh yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah, it was those two and then there was the seeker mold and then there was the bumblebee cliff jumper mold and then everything yeah. else has been based off those four.
0: Yeah. Um but I think uh of the one I never got the bumblebee. But I got the other three molds. I think the uh the Optimus Prime one is far and away the best. And the Megatron one's okay, and that Seeker one was awful, but they're pretty complex. Um, But I think they have very nice results in both modes.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. Um, At least, like, I'd agree that you should definitely Zark two two five look into Alternity, Uh, and I'll I'll maybe hopefully this will make you even more excited. I haven't messed with them for like five years or however long ago they came out. Yeah. But I remember that I ended up liking the Seeker one the most. <laughs> uh, oh, I couldn't stand it. It's it's it was weird in a way I really enjoyed. Uh I, I liked all four of those molds. Um I think I think Megatron maybe ended up being my least favorite just because he had all these armor bits that I wish had locked in a bit tighter. Um but the Bumblebee cliff jumper was real straightforward. Um Optimus is probably the best one. Um and then I I just liked the Seeker one a lot. Um I think that they're all pretty inexpensive to get a hold of if you don't really care about the color that you're getting because they each came out like three or four times in uh, different colors. So yeah, like I
0: got the silver prime because I was a little late to the deal, and the uh, the red and blue was uh, really expensive by then, and mm-hmm. I was able to get the silver one for less than the original price. And if you want, if you want it to be primey, then you're probably going to want the red and blue one. But I oh. just think the silver one looks really slick. oh. Oh,
1: no. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, at least this recording's
0: happening. They get dropped. Ah! Let's see if I get back here. hello hello ah hello hi do you see the solo track unfinalized task uh no unfinalized track
1: it all seems to still be just the same thing on my side
0: okay Uh, under your name but above the chat window it says solo tracks Mm. unfinalized track
1: oh it'll probably show me all that whenever i when i actually go stop recording it'll probably show me those okay But it should be, it should be fine. So
0: So the last thing I,
1: huh? You, you, you basically, you were saying something and then you went and, and you paused. And then the pause never stopped. And for like a split second, I was like, is he really building up to something? And then it went gray. And I was (laughs) like, oh,
0: okay. (laughs) I, the last thing I heard from you was a quick little, uh uh-oh. And then I finished what I was saying and then there was no response. i went, God damn it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah the the uh oh was when you went gray. <laughs> okay,
0: um so the last thing I had said was uh that if you really wanted to be Optimus Primey, then you probably want the the red and blue version. But I think the silver version looks pretty slick.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I think all three and, of those those Optimus Prime colorways looked great, like the launch ones, because uh, it was like the blue, the red, and the silver. Uh, and they, they did a, an Ultra Magnus one later as well. Yeah. Yeah, like like those all, you know, whatever whatever strikes your fancy and is affordable, I think, is, is a great example of the figure. Um I just wanted to throw in like while we're talking about alternity, what I would say maybe doesn't age as well having just messed with a bunch of them recently is binaltech and alternators.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um everything that you would be getting out of those, I think you're going to in a way be getting out of alternity. <laughs> um yeah. you know, with, with, with some obvious examples, you know, where that that's not being covered, but like in a real broad stroke sense, alternity is going to give you a more modern version of that stuff. Um
0: Yeah, when I was getting ready to move a couple years ago, as I was packing up my alternatives, it was the first time in quite a long time I had touched them and really looked at them close, and they're just sort of chunky, and it's kind of a bummer because of how excited I was when that first smokescreen picture came out, Yeah, and they were so mind-blowing at the time, and they just don't really hold up anymore.
1: It's really it's just a, I went through that a couple times with them. Uh and it's it mostly ends up just being a compliment to the state of, you know, where Transformers as toys went from that point onwards of like a combination of like dropping the licensed vehicles for a bit and then basically taking everything Alternators did and making it be able to happen at half the size uh and then blooming out from there. Um Alternators are like definitely if you've never handled one and you have a chance to pick one up, like go for it, but uh, if you're being choosy, um, and you just want some cool, complex, slightly modern feeling stuff, Alternity is going to do you better. Um, I was also going to say, off the top of my head, two very complex third-party toys I really like are both by DX9, uh, Shiger and Givalt. uh, their versions of Astro Train and Blitzwing, I think, uh, ride a really cool line of being complex, but also operating in a lot of chunks, um, which I just find a lot nicer to handle and a lot more satisfying to uh to motion to place than a lot of panels um if you if you want to try complex okay engineering the complex figures with great engineering ideas i'd maybe start delving through a whole lot of the the keys fantasy club stuff um it's very hit or miss with the final result but a lot of the ideas are super interesting like their version of octane uh there's, there's some stuff in him that's a real friggin' bummer, but the transformation is the best part of the figure. Um, so if you don't need the robot mode to, like, be excellent to pose and stuff, um, and it's okay. It's just it's, it's kind of janky. Uh, the transformation, I thought, was really, really cool on that figure. Um, so hopefully, uh, Zark225, that, that gives you some ideas. Um, you might not know this while you're listening to it, but your question actually took us a very long time to answer. Uh, <laughs> thanks to a bunch of VOIP nonsense uh that we had to (laughs) maneuver around but we're we're back in the saddle now and ready to talk about the encore godfire convoy encore godfire bummer um seth godfire bummer you you remember godfire convoy Um, more
0: like godfire bummer
1: yeah that's right uh i forgot if you, I think you and I had talked about this at least once because this is basically like, you know, R.I.D. Optimus, R.I.D. Ultra Magnus with the Fort Max Sword uh, getting reissued um, with brand new voice clips recorded by the Japanese voice actors. Um, all the vac metal replaced with just metallic paint, which to me was the biggest draw by far. Um, a very expensive box set because a pair of, dry, of very large toys from 2001 are even more expensive to make now. Um, and uh, some stuff went wrong with it. It's been out for a little while, and, and man, it's, it has been a bummer to hear the, re- the reports of how this toy actually turned out. Seth, did you have any interest in this Encore figure, or were you happy with, with the originals?
0: Yeah, I still have my originals. Um, the only thing is the rubber tires are cracked to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there wasn't much of a need to want to get a new one, and uh, luckily I didn't. Apparently. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, so the the figure uh, cost about about just over two hundred US dollars, I believe, for the for the gift set. Um, just doing some math based on the front page. thing. This is but from HLJ specifically. This front page item I linked because it's the newest one because they are offering. Um, okay, you can either do a one hundred percent refund if you return the item because Takara Tome basically said we're going to take returns on this on this set. Uh, Or you can keep it and then HLJ would give you a refund of 25% of the original cost. Um, And you have until Friday, April 27th to decide what you want to do. Uh, Here's what happened with the figure. So the, the innocent part where it starts off is the packaging was kind of messed up in that some of the gimmick call outs and the graphics layouts were like not proof checked. And so where I think it's like where you're supposed to see an image of the Ultra Magnus toy, you're just seeing an image of his gun. Uh, and then like some of the, some of the images <laughs> of like where the voice clips are supposed to be are all kind of mixed around the less, the less innocent part. And this is the one that caused the recall is that they actually legitimately. And apparently, as I understand this, this wasn't even a hundred percent. It's just in a majority of them in the electronics for God, Magnus, they put some of the voice clips in the wrong places. Uh, cause God, God, Magnus had a whole bunch of voice clips that were situational um depending on what you were doing and thus having those voice clips happen in the wrong spots is a little bit catastrophic to the play pattern of the figure and to you know the entire purpose of those those newly recorded voice clips <laughs> um and uh takara Tomy, as far as i understand it have said we are not going to issue um renewal parts we're not going to issue a fix we are just going to accept returns on this uh which you know kind of is a shame <laughs> Uh it means that there is not going to be a fixed version of this coming out for anyone. It's just like, well, if you don't like it, give it back. Um This is in addition to a lot of feedback I heard from people. Um immediately jumping into mind would be a friend of the podcast, Slayer Shoop, on Twitter, um, Graham from Seattle, who said that the that so part of the reason why I was excited about this is that like when when Optimus and Magnus combine together. In, in into omega prime or godfire convoy it's a lot of pegs and like the toy is is like you know 17 years old now uh and some of you know it, it could be a little bit worn out you might want to get man, it'd be cool to get a fresh one apparently a lot of those connections are garbage on at least graham's copy of the figure and i've heard mixed reports all over the place of like just the general hand feel of this set not being up to par for a lot of folks so this has basically just been a colossal disappointment, and I wanted to get the word out there that, A, don't spend a lot of money on this Encore set, unless, like, you have some collector reason that I can't understand, and B, if you did get it from at least HLJ, you have some options to get a little bit of money back, if not, you know, just send in the thing for a full refund. Um, if you got it elsewhere, I'm not sure what to tell you. Takara Tomi is doing the refund thing for Japanese customers only, so a Japanese vendor like HLJ is able to take advantage of that. I'm not sure what's going to be up with all the other ones. Uh, This is just a mess. This is uh, similar to, but much worse than the reports of, not mass or not even common, but, you know, there were enough reports of Encore Fortress Maximus a couple years ago coming packaged in a way where sometimes pieces of him were just broken in the box because he was not packaged very well. Um this is re- like for this to happen on this as well the next time they're going to say we're going to do a big encore release I feel like if I remember all of this my expectations are going to be a whole lot less high <laughs> as to how it'll turn out. But uh yeah, Seth, uh this is one of those things you can just look at is what we call in the business a big old mess. So uh, I don't know, you got any reaction to this? Yeah,
0: it's just a bummer cuz I'm sure there was a lot of people who were probably too young or just not in the in the collecting at the time to have gotten it then Mm -hmm. Um, because this was quite a while ago by now um that these first came out
1: yeah 17 18 years ago something like that
0: yeah so yeah like maybe you were a kid and you liked the show but they were too big and expensive at the time to get as like birthday gifts or something so i could totally see people being hyped to be able to get these um and it was expensive and then to get them all messed up it's yeah.
1: expensive too that's the, that's the worst part of this it's, it's it was like two over 200 bucks for the set uh like i'll go double check
0: yeah i mean uh, i wouldn't be surprised if that's how much they were
1: it's going off yeah okay big bad toy store has it in stock for 280 uh good luck <laughs> uh, <laughs> all due respect to good luck getting rid of those now um that's uh, let's, let's see what hlj's price was uh oh hlj put it on order stop i wonder if they did that this was in stock before hlj have have put this item on order stop uh and yeah it was 230 us before shipping in in a really big box so yeah over 200 bucks basically um god oh, it's such a bummer uh, I believe just scrolling through the thread, I believe there was some talk about whether or not this was due to these toys being made in a non Chinese factory for the first time. Uh-oh. Um, but someone has said that looking at the toys, they say made in China on the packaging and on the, on the mm. toys. Um, so just the, they that is a factory that I assume has received an extremely angry phone call or two, uh, <laughs> So, yeah, um, my, my condolences to everyone who was hyped about this. I didn't buy one. I was waiting. But I was really hyped about just the physical differences in that, you know, the chrome parts were going to be painted. And it sounds like, you know, I could get one of these and swap all of the non-chrome parts for the chrome parts or something or do some cannibalization between the encore and the originals and the RID versions. Of, but, like, not not at the original price of this thing. No way. Um so, that was this little PSA on to throw out there. Uh, that's a shame. Next up, we got a listener question from Xander GB. He says Hello, podcasters. What official but underutilized character traits would you like to see tried out in a mainstream piece of Transformers fiction? I'd love to see the dumbass ninja tarantulas that his original toy bio described. Uh, thanks for answering my question and congrats on the 500 regular episodes. Click. So, Yes, in his original uh, tech spec, I believe Tarantulas from Beast Wars had a low intelligence rating and was a ninja, uh, which is not in any way, shape or form what he ended up being in the in the media uh, <laughs> that actually came out. Um so i was just trying to think like this this kind of this question is going right to all of those old the original more than meets the eye character bios from back in the 80s where it was like here's all of the the one page long character bios for all these characters who maybe will get a second of speaking time um and uh i i i don't remember a lot of them immediately offhand and i believe that current idw
0: remember any of them offhand
1: I think current IDW tapped some of those um, for you know their characterizations of, of some some dudes like, or at least they they made use of stuff like you know Swerve being a very popular IDW character. They 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 involved the fact that he's technically supposed to be a metallurgist, uh, and they worked that into their version of you know their version of the fiction. Like what it, what would a metallurgist be if he comes from a planet of of you know metal? organisms <laughs> what does that mean and the i don't remember specifically I'm but it's a
0: flesh yeah it
1: was kind of like he's a skin specialist basically <laughs> and so he's like yeah. he's he's able to, to make a lot of calls about like various cybertronian skin conditions because he's a metallurgist and it's like you know that's that's good that that's a lot more sensible than like a guy made of metal who happens to be an expert in metal and no one ever dro- no one ever asked him the question about his own skin <laughs> uh but uh, jumping right to mine, just because they, they were on my mind recently, one of the the first things I was thinking was uh, I was reading up on movie Blackout um, and, all, and all of the media that he got for that, you know, one and a half years where people talked about Blackout. Uh, and he, a lot of his a lot of his fiction and bio stuff, some of it was like there were traces of the fact that he was originally going to be a sound wave. And I'm like, it'd be kind of cool in a world where Blackout got to say anything ever. Uh, yeah. That it would be neat if if they actually played him as basically, you know, not Soundwave, but another guy occupying that role. Like, the kind of personality who would be the Megatron's right-hand man and communications specialist. Um, what if Soundwave hadn't, you know, gotten there yet? Who was the guy who had the job first? And maybe it was Blackout. Like, I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, And just, just roll with it. Maybe that's less personality and more role, but I, I'd call that a trait still. Um, yeah. And obviously the punch counter punch that was described in the in the dream wave or you know the more meets the eye of modern uh biographies where he's maybe not entirely certain that he is the same person in both of his you know uh robot modes i i love that idea and, and that has inspired me and others in in many different <laughs> pursuits um i had one more but now i can't quite remember what it was i gotta think about it for a sec
0: Um, i'm I'm just drawing a blank like i can't remember anything like that off the top of my head
1: yeah i'm trying to think of like other ways to look at this question too of like was there ever like a character where you're like oh this this character would be so cool to see in like a big role and they never actually got the big role like going going from what i would call one of the seth buzzard uh regulars um (laughs) i feel like gears got to have a couple episodes
0: Yeah, there are at least one big episode.
1: Yeah, but then like you never really heard from him again. No, and like that would would have been kind. You would just have a
0: line here or there.
1: Like I know they drew him as a corpse in the eighty six movie, but I think it'd be kind of cool (laughs) if they just forgot about that and we just. I would love to know what Gears would would have been saying in like season three, where it's like you know like a decade and a half later, and like now they're just everyone on Earth knows who they are. There's no more disguises. Now there's all these other alien races showing up. Like, how would Gears deal with that? Like, would he, would he feel all right? Or would he just be like, it was all, you know, it was all better back when we were all just hiding and no one ever asked me to do stuff.
0: <laughs> Probably.
1: Now I just, I try to but, chill uh, out in, in vehicle mode and people just walk up and talk to me. And.
0: <laughs> I mean, in those early seasons, they didn't do much hiding. Yeah. Though, because... <laughs> Like I remember, there's the the episode where Hounds like stomping through a museum or something, and then they have some dude with a mohawk go, "No, that's heavy metal." Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh man! So they 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 weren't really hiding in uh in G one.
1: That almost would have been a good a good Gears line as well. Like I know Gears and Huffer both kind of go hand in hand as like the grumpy dudes, but like. Something about the way Gears operates where I'm just like, I feel like he's the one who would actually say stuff. Huffer just seems like the guy who complains.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, like they're different kinds. Like, yeah, Huffer's more of a complainer and Gears is more like aggravated by everything.
1: Gears is the one who uh, strikes me as he wants to share his pain with other people. Yeah. He wants to make well, other he, people feel He's like
0: irritated, him. and he's going to tell you why he's irritated and what's irritating him. Yeah. And Huffer's just more like, I
1: don't want to. Like, I wish I wish one of those two had gotten to be in season three. It just would have been, even if it had only been for, like, a scene, they might have only had a throwaway piece of dialogue. But, like, just to know that, like, one of those two, like, the two guys who it's like, how on earth did either of these guys get on Optimus Prime's crew in the first place? And then, like you know, they they end up surviving Unicron, and now they're in the Golden Age, and they're just like you know watching that uh, that's that Olympic, the Space Olympics, in Five Faces of Darkness, and Gears like, is just like this is stupid. <laughs> this is oh. this is a bunch of pageantry covering for the fact that all of these different intergalactic governments hate each other.
0: Gears probably would have fit in with the movie characters.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the movie's also when everyone, because, you know, Optimus Prime's gone and, you know, everyone's more interesting and thus more flawed. Like, yeah, Gears would have been great. Oh, man, like, <laughs> like, Rodimus is trying to hold it together and he's just like, I never, I'm I'm literally still a teenager in my head and, like, I got to hold all this together. And, and then Gears just walks around like, <laughs> you really screwed up back there, buddy. And I just want to let you know. I, I feel like you don't know that I'm not happy with how you're running things. Anyway, well, bye. I was talking
0: about the Michael Bay movies
1: oh no i meant i meant g1 (laughs) god no yeah well yeah gears would would make it through half a movie and then probably get his head cut off before it rolls away and then yeah
0: yeah but i think his personality might have been something that Bay would have done by accident anyway
1: i mean he's because all
0: the all the autobots were like jerks like after the first movie
1: he kind of bits of him are in crosshairs like the green british Uh trench coat one cuz that he's the one who was kind of hanging around one of the in one of the two movies he's in like everything's fine and he's still just complaining he's like ah I liked it better when we were on the run shooting things and then when they're on the run he's like ah this is terrible we're on the run shooting things <laughs> um yeah I I can't remember the other one. I I know I had one more answer to this question and it just slipped my mind um and I'll I'll mention, you know, even though it's probably obvious, me and Seth did not go like, alright, we're gonna read this question, then we're gonna go off, and do some research for a while <laughs> uh, and come no. back. We're just we're rolling, but I enjoy rolling. It's my favorite form of podcasting. <sighs> um So hopefully hopefully that 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 gave you a couple answers, Xander G B. This is one I would I would readily open up to the listeners in the thread. Uh like let me know some of the other ones that uh slipped my mind or that I forgot about. Like I know oh like like Smokescreen's a gambler, but he had an episode, right? I just I I never watched it, or I I watched it and forgot it because I God, I don't like season two episode? very much. Um,
0: it's been so long; like I can barely remember last week. Um, I can remember
1: a lot of season three. I like season three a lot.
0: <laughs> God, I don't remember a Smokescreen episode at all.
1: I think he had an episode, or at least one where he talked in it more than once
0: i mean i'm sure he did i just don't remember it
1: because i mean skids didn't even get one of those did he no
0: yeah i think he only isn't the deal like he only ever had one line ever
1: something like that i think he had like he had a comic issue where
0: well i meant in the cartoon
1: yeah 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 no it's like with skids he had he had a comic issue where he kind of had a raul i think like the way Trax ended up with a Raul in the cartoon. Like a human uh-huh. buddy. Um, but yeah. I, I think I mem- found
0: a 12 second clip of Skids.
1: I don't even remember <laughs> Skids' tech spec bio. I like because current comic books, well, you know, Phase phase 2 IDW, uh, Skids was a far stronger character in, a, in like a million different directions. So he's <laughs> kind of subsumed all the other G1 looking Skids in my head. Um, but yeah, uh, we're, we'll move on from here uh, and go into our last bit of news. News, which is we uh, Rush, Russia revealed Nemesis Prime, uh, and now uh, China has revealed Nemesis Prime promo images. Uh, so we get to see a shot of the package where that that Optimus toy is surrounded by stuff, uh, and now we've also got a better look at like what all he does. So um, he's got as far as new parts, uh, the the head. On both robot modes, those are two new heads. Uh, He comes with a red sword. Um, He comes with two new forearm guns that are removable. And in his other sword, this is why it looked kind of weird. This kind of has got me really interested in this. So they made a new version of Giza, who was one of the Arms Microns from Arms Micron Nemesis Prime. who was like a a bird with a, a mono eye that turned into a sword. The idea that they made a new Giza and called it Giza is, like, a real specific throwback that I'm kind of into. Um, and I'm pretty sure this is new because it's it's large enough. Um, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this Nemesis Prime now, you know, bar- barring the idea where he might be a prohib- prohibitively expensive. Um, I'm... <laughs> I'm uh, interested in this. I like all the accessories. I'm liking the motif. I want to get a better look at that little robot head sculpt, but I can't because the image is too small. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm digging it. Uh, Seth, how are you feeling about this?
0: Um, it's cool. Like, did do they have a name for the smaller robot form? The one
1: thing we don't know yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I was reading over it to try to get it figured out. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh. Okay, no, never mind. So someone found a bigger image, and they called him a name, but then they said it's a shame that whatever his official name is won't be nearly as cool. So okay, apparently the name people, some people are rolling with is Mad Packs. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of dig it. Uh, here, let me get you a link in the in our messengers thing here to the image, so you can kind of see the head sculpt a bit oh, better. Geez, it's just, how
0: do I get to that?
1: It's just a very. <laughs> angry looking little optimus head that is just slightly spikier than the larger one
0: wait where i don't know where the messages end up in discord
1: oh i had it showing already so I've i don't...
0: barely ever use discord so i have no idea where it is
1: what i can also do is send it to you on twitter
0: okay blocked what the heck add oh. friends I don't wanna add friends. Get out of here. I, I have enough friends.
1: I don't want any more. I tweeted it to you in a DM.
0: Okay. I'm gonna tweet you back this clip I found of all of Gear uh not Gears. All of uh um Skids' G one appearances edited together in a twenty seven <laughs> second video.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say this first link that you DM'd me was eleven seconds long.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's got barely any skids in it this is all <laughs> skids um one of the chunks is from the spanish dub all Um right. but he basically just gets flattened by um blitzwing <laughs> but yeah that the, i mean that this um this uh bleh. this nemesis prime is ah. is pretty cool but uh like i really like the the sword bird it's pretty neat
1: yeah it's just kind of i mean if i'm not misunderstanding it it means that they just they took an arms micron and made it into a less of a micron <laughs> arms micron it's still doing the exact same thing for the most part uh yeah, yeah it's kind of cool so hopefully that's something where it's just like hey a retailer has this and you know no one has to do backflips through hoops to figure out how to get a hold of it um but yeah, it's also just making all those new weapons. That is a way more interesting way to get me interested than just repainting Optimus Prime. Like, you know, give him, giving him stuff so that at least his silhouette will look a bit different. Um, helps a lot. And uh, yeah, Seth, that brings us to our third listener question.
0: Ah, uh, I found the chat thing in Discord.
1: Oh, excellent. <laughs> Where was it?
0: Uh, I had to click on your name.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah, one of these days we will have all of our different serv- uh, services. <laughs> I almost said servers, but just <laughs> services. Uh, lined well, I've up. spent
0: so little time using Discord. Yeah. Um, it's just all new to me. It's Although covered. my Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes guild is pushing really hard for everyone to join a Discord so, uh, one of these days, I got to set that up. I got to figure out. out how to set that up.
1: He's got to roll around in Discord for
0: a bit. Yeah, get it stink all over me.
1: Yeah, get it into your pores. Uh, while you do that, we got a listener question from Rekgar. He says, Bob Weep, Grana Weep, Ninny, Bong, Evangelist Aaron, TJ, and Seth. I wanted the whole crew to answer this quick question, so hopefully it spans both the even and odd teams, and that will rely yeah, on me I remembering.
0: Refused. Huh? I refuse to answer the question.
1: No. Oh what if i tell you that i'm gonna forget to ask the even team this question
0: well you better otherwise you have to retroactively edit my responses out because i refuse to any answer any question that aaron also answers i refuse
1: i will i will leave this up to the court of the people to remind me to do one or other of these things uh because i'm gonna probably forget (laughs) uh but Rekkar says, we have some really odd and annoying things as part of our fandom, but what is one inexplicable thing in all of Transformers that bothers you above all else? Personally, I have a dislike for a few of the toys or lack thereof, animated Constructicons, anyone? But what bothers me the most out of everything is how Age of Extinction Galvatron suddenly appears in The Last Knight as Megatron with a new mode and helping the government? I know Last Knight is terrible and full of holes, but for some reason this bothers me the most. So what are yours? It doesn't have to make sense. Mine doesn't. As always, keep up the great entertainment. So, uh, Seth, what uh, <laughs> what uh, grinds your gears?
0: <laughs> ah. Yeah, there's a bunch of inexplicable things that just happen in the movies. Um, But yeah, like that complete inconsistency with Megatron is one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got a different form in every movie, but there's no like you never see him changing uh, he's just different and accept it he always wants and to show up in a new
1: dress in front of the cameras not you know shirtless it's, it's he keeps it hidden so that we all experience the new clothes at the same time
0: yeah and then he just ditches the Galvatron name without any reference to it ever again it's just <laughs> it's just a mess the movies are just a sloppy mess um when I was a kid it bothered me quite a bunch that the Quintessons did not have toys. Yeah. And there was a whole bunch of stuff from the TV show that that never got a toy that uh that used to bug me as a kid.
1: Yeah. I you know what I it wasn't even the Quintessons so much as I thought I really wanted a playset of one of their spaceships. Like you know the big the big spinning things? Yeah. Like, one of those that just opened up, like, an old-timey 80s playset, like, uh-huh. I, as a little kid, that was, like, my jam. I really wanted one of those. <laughs>
0: um, that would have been cool.
1: There's, there's a bunch of stuff that bugs me. The Transformers, it's, you know, sometimes very <laughs> very hard to explain or not very defensible. Like, you know, obviously, I think that Superlink is terrible because it had so much potential that it wasted. Um Also, like, when when a Transformer's elbows bend inwards, and then if you want them to bend forwards, you have to face the palms up. That really bugs me. Yeah, that's Um, why. Like, like Seth, I know that for you, like, one of the ones that's just like, ah, is, like, when there's a big hole in the forearm because that's where the hand goes.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not as bothered by that so much anymore. I've learned to accept it Mm. in a lot of ways just because... there, there doesn't seem to be any going back. Um, I did prefer the a little door flips up, you flick the hand out, and then you close the door again. Yeah. Um, but that is the past.
1: <laughs> it bums me out more when a toy is, like, triple digits and it still has that problem. Yeah. Because then I'm kind of... Especially if also the robot mode is, like, six to eight inches tall. Because then I, I feel like... Unless and some once or twice, I think a transformation has shown me an excuse for this to some degree. But I'm like, when your toy is big enough and expensive enough, it's like I'm really going to squint at you if 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 it slipped a whole lot of checks to not put the pin hinged little door on the wrist <laughs> to go over the hand when it's folded away. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking, there's a in in comic books, um, and this shows up sometimes in even Phase Two of IDW. When I feel like, uh, how do I put this? I like Simon Furman, uh, I, and I, I like his writing, and it always kind of bums me out when I feel like someone is a Like, nowadays more so, I used to really like this, actually, but nowadays this sort of bums me out. If I feel like I'm getting a Furman-esque body count in an issue of a comic book, rather than, like, that author, but, like, if it feels more like, this feels like, in a way, like, there's some Simon Furman- ish stuff behind the fact that i just watched like three named characters kind of get killed um i understand you know dramatic purposes and whatnot but uh i think i talked about this before on the podcast till all are one really showed me how you don't need to kill off characters to still have emotional high points and so now i feel like i've become a lot more critical of when i feel like they're going to start culling uh, comic book cast because i'm like you i hope that you're going to show me the ending of the dead characters stories in their deaths rather than making them a chapter in some other characters uh you know ongoing story um that's one way. also like i don't really argue it that far because like end of the day i don't know what the author is thinking uh when their story is part of a longer narrative and also like i used to think that stuff was super cool uh it just you know after after enough time I've, i think i've i don't want to say grown out of it because that implies that if you like it you haven't grown up and i hate doing that <laughs> yeah but it's the only way i can think of putting it to words is like that's something that younger me was more into uh
0: i I just think in a bunch of ways i've kind of moved on from getting too upset about anything in transformers where it's like if if i don't care for it i just stop being concerned with it instead of getting worked up and arguing about how some other way would have been better
1: yeah, like for me, I I, I think I get work if it's something I like, I get worked up for about an hour or three, or or maybe like a good like I think when when they the way that they 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 got rid of Cup in IDW, it wasn't even it wasn't the way that it happened in the story. It was the editorial noise around it that really irritated me, and I think I yelled about it on Twitter for about half a day. Uh, but yeah, like I, I nowadays I kind of have a similar approach. Uh, where if I don't like something. And I'll make fun of it, but like, I don't want to. I, I don't like it if I feel like I'm, um, I'm hurting myself by expressing how much I don't like something. Yeah. Uh, because also that's something that I think I used to do way more often uh, when I was younger. Uh, so that's why I also I try to be patient with people who are doing it. Um, if it kind of annoys me, I'm like, well, you know, especially if they're in like their early 20s or their late teens, I'm like that. Ah. That's just folks who are still figuring out who they are. They're going to, of course, they're going to get super attached to stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to actually start talking about things that annoy me in the fandom, uh, because I do yeah. that, I do that enough on here and always start to get worried <laughs> when I do, like, and that me? also
0: doesn't seem to be what the question yeah. was really
1: about. Like, you can go back and hear me talk about the third party sub forum culture over and over again if you really want to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I hope that answered your question, Rekar. Um I really I think that that hits a lot of the the main ones for me right now. Um try try to eventually find our approach folks out there who might get upset about media they like. Uh you know, you you will get upset about things still, I still do. But if you're able to at least like recognize when you're getting upset enough that it's starting to actually hurt you uh, and that you are you are kind of hurting <laughs> hurting your mood um beyond the way that your mood was hurt by the media you know eventually it's just like i put put it in a box and go watch something else for a bit and then you might feel a bit better <laughs> i don't know um seth let's go, let's go into uh the super fun part of the show where we talk about the buckets of transformers that we bought this week uh because oh. they're all over the place never to be found what with there being so many chain stores open across the nation uh to buy your toys Seth? did you get any transformers this week
0: no, there's a hole in my bucket oh, They no. all fell out.
1: <laughs> Seth, what'd you get this week that's on topic? A hole in my bucket. Uh, I got some on-topic stuff, but quickly, I, I forgot if we would talked before or after the final bell had begun to ring. Have you done a, a quote-unquote final Toys R Us run yet?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I guess it was the weekend after we recorded last yeah, um, yeah we, we ran over to Toys R Us. Um, some of the shelves were starting to get scarce or thin. Um, like one of the, the sections of the Lego area was cleared off, completely cleared off, like where they used to have only the Star Wars Legos was emptied and then the Star Wars Legos were moved in amongst everything else. Um, some of the video game stuff was getting thin. Mm. Um, but they had, they still had loads of stuff, but it was like all old, like there was nothing new. Um, but with everything being on sale, um, they had one of the, the, um, um, magic, the gathering board games that have a bunch of miniatures in it. So I I grabbed that super cheap. Yeah. So that's that's likely my final Toys R Us purchase. Uh.
1: was your has your Toys R Us changed much over the years? Uh like I remember talking to Aaron, I was I was amazed when he said that like his Toys R Us actually still had the same layout as when he was younger. And then that
0: Oh god, they were they changed a lot. Like, yeah, when I was a kid, uh, Toys R Us were long straight aisles. Yeah. And just packed with awesome stuff it seemed and uh then they went through a phase for a bunch of years where there were no aisles and it was like all these weird like uh Uh,
1: islands or whatever
0: well like round displays like shelves in a in a five-sided sort of circle yeah like islands of back-to-back shelves it was strange and like and that's when it seemed like they had the least choices and and I think I remember reading that the reason why they were doing that was they were like scaling back on inventory oh,
1: and, and it was this... a
0: way to fill the space and not have the store look empty yeah yeah so it was a less it was intentionally less efficient to, to take up <laughs> more space and then um, in more recent years, they went back to to more like aisles, but it, it wasn't. It still wasn't like the giant aisles that it used to be. Mm. Um, but but it was a uh, it was kind. Of, it was away from that intentionally bad <laughs> um, use of space.
1: Yeah, now, the thing that blew me away was when Aaron like he put it up on Twitter too, and I didn't. I didn't get it really when he put it up on Twitter, but like. The window where you would bring tags to get video games is still was still there at his Toys R Us. Like they weren't using it for anything, but like that that whole you know the visual of that window and that part of the store had never changed. They just stopped using the window for things, but it was still there. Uh, and I was like, I, I get this now because like that would mess me up if that store had closed and I had been going there <laughs> since I was a kid, and the window had been there the whole time.
0: Yeah. Now the the Santa Rosa Toys R Us. Um, that that window was there for a while, but they took that out a long time ago. Mm. Um But yeah, I think they were just using it as like a storeroom or a manager's office or something. Um before they they finally took it out. Yeah. And then that became the wall where like the uh like the karaoke machines were stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's a thing of like brightly colored. <laughs> boom boxes for kids like that sort of thing yeah bizarre shaped alarm clocks
1: (laughs) (laughs) well uh, Seth what if I told you that I had made my final Toys R Us run to an American Toys R Us oh except that someone did it for me uh oh
0: well then uh,
1: but I have I have the bag and the receipt have
0: you FaceTimed the whole time
1: no no this this was this (laughs) is uh someone on Twitter um was finding his name albino snowman 28 uh mark uh contacted me on twitter and just went like uh hey i have a pair of that studio series uh thundercracker and if you want want to sell it to you for cost and shipping uh and so i was like you know what yes let's do this because i feel like the longer that i don't say yes the the more this is going to end badly uh and you know like also very kindly he did he did sell to me for literally cost plus shipping um so I got I got Studio Series Thundercracker who is Nitro Zeus in Thundercracker colors with a new head. The new head is amazing. Um I forgot Seth if we had talked about it or if I talked about it with the other guys, but like they because Nitro Zeus's head can come off, so it's pretty easy to make a new one. Um they made a head which is kinda like if you took movie Starscream and then crossed it with like Tarantulas. So it's like a weird like huh. spider head. Um it's got it's got eight eyes uh total four large ones and four small ones and like mandibles it's really cool like for a movie robot it it looks awesome uh other than that he is nitro zeus in dark blue with uh stripes the big bummer of the toy is that because he's actually in in colors and not just a solid gray toy like nitro zeus there are two panels that fold forward to fill out the front of the wings which have to be done in gray plastic and everything else is dark blue plastic on the top of the vehicle mode so it, it sticks out like a sore thumb um the big plus of this figure is that he feels better built than my Nitro Zeus felt like um i can in his robot mode i can fold forward those two pods on his back and they don't just immediately pop off of their uh, little friction joints um so big thank you uh mark um i'm uh, i'm really happy to get a hold of this it feels grand and i i like the Nitro Zeus toy a lot so i, I was I was kind of chewing my fingernails a little bit, going like, well, "I hope I do get a hold of this thing somehow because I I really like that figure and I really like that new head," um, and yeah, he uh, he is very satisfying. It says he's from movie three, Dark of the Moon. He's not in Dark of the Moon, but you know that's what Studio Series is saying, so we'll I'll just nod and say that that's cute. Sure, he was just off screen in movie three. Um, Seth, I also got some third party toys.
0: All right.
1: So, Make Toys made this masterpiece esque jazz a year or two ago, uh, called Downbeat, and uh, I thought he looked really good. And then a lot of third party Seth, a lot of third party toys tend to kind of stick around, you know.
0: Like they seem to. Some of them do anyway.
1: And so that Make Toys Jazz Downbeat, I was always like, oh, he looks so good. He's like ninety nine bucks. I'll pick him up next time because I'd always see something else, you know. Then one day I realized nobody had him anymore. And then I thought, "Oh, I'll just look on eBay," and no one in China had him anymore either, except for a handful of people who were now selling him for like two hundred and fifty bucks. And I was like, "Did I just, did I just get my ass hubrist real hard, passing on a toy over and over again, certain that I would just be able to get it whenever I want, and now I literally can't?" Uh, and that was the story of me in Downbeat until Seth, until, until. I was cruising through eBay once again, doing my sad search for downbeats and looking at all the ones that cost triple digits, and I realized one of them was triple digits, but it was for two figures. It was for the Make Toys version of Jazz, and then it was for also for the Toy World version of Jazz called Coolsville. And I thought, you know what? I already have J4ZZ from Generation Toy. How interesting would it be to own all the third-party Jazzes? So I bought it uh, during one of those flash sales. So, Seth, I found two comparison pictures on Google image search. That's the Discord. Oh, no, you know, you actually can get at the Discord one. No, no, no. Yeah, um, I can. So that's one, and there's the other. So the Make Toys one is on the left in both those images, and the Toy World one is on the right. Uh, the Make Toys one is a lot more cartoon-oriented. The Toy World one is a lot more toy-oriented. Um, they both can fold or hide, uh, or fold out or hide away the, the doors. So you can make him have the toy silhouette or the cartoon silhouette um the make toys one is the main event like it's the one that that feels the nicest and looks the cleanest and has the you know fairly pleasant transformation um i I'm, I'm i'm I've only messed with him a little bit today but I'm really digging him um he's got a lot of extra parts too like he's got speakers he can plug onto the sides of his hip skirts he's got big purple speakers he can plug on the back of his shoulders and he's got like a grappling hook arm with a with string on it and stuff. Uh, and different faces. The Tor World One has a lot of those same kinds of accessories. The Tor World One, though, um, like like it was. The Tor World One was shipped loose. Uh, the Make Toys One was still in package, but the Tor World One shipped loose in vehicle mode and i think he came packaged in robot mode and a lot of the feedback i saw about the tour world one was people going how the hell do you turn this into a car these instructions are garbage uh and having changed him from a car to a robot i can completely see how that would be the case because he has uh, he has some cool ideas in his transformation but a lot of it is also really like like just classic third party masterpiece style of like nah, trust me, this'll work, just do all this kind of kooky weird stuff, and the instructions are going to be our CAD model, rendered in dark gray with red highlighted bits, so it's really hard to tell what's going on, um, so far I'm, I'm kind of digging Coolsville as, like, the accessory piece between the two, and he's a bit taller, and, and there's some, there's something about his jank that's kind of charming, but, uh, i'm I'm pretty happy with both of these. I like jazz a lot, and now I have all of the jazzes until they make an official one. I have every jazz
0: and it's like they say the sun never sets in Coolsville.
1: that's right, except it did. uh Tor world seems to have closed up shop, and the guys Shut who made up. the guys who made that jazz are now <laughs> selling it themselves um but yeah, that aside that's another thing why I was kind of into getting this jazz because I was like, you know the tour world version. Might not be around forever, and there's bits of it I like more than the look of the Zeta Toys version. I actually watched a very long comparison video of the two, and I was like, all right, you know what? I actually could, this is getting way too deep for me. (laughs) The layers of how these were produced differently. But, uh, yeah, that's my on topic what I got this week. Um, well, I mean, I ordered some stuff off Amazon, and there were some transformers you could make into cheap add on items, so I also got like. The legends toys the cyberverse toys of ridd cyclonus and heat seeker along with uh i finally got another one of those prime masters i got the i think it's uh liege maximo in the skull grin pretender suit there's not much else to say really though i mean it's it's just one of yeah. those uh but yeah that, that's my on topic what i got i, this
0: I like those but yeah there isn't yeah. really a lot to get say about them other than I do or do not like them.
1: <laughs> now the second time I've got one and then when I saw my Cronus Prime, you know, Cloud Cloud Breaker, Cloud Breaker whatever, um the red one. Uh in shops, I was, the red one I'm going to wait until the wave 2 is out so I can get a bunch of them at once, but I was like, "No, these are satisfying to look at and, you know, satisfying in hand." I just I have like very little to say about them. <laughs> um but yeah, Seth. Um let's let's get into some off topic. Uh I got I got see so you got into Dungeons and Dragons. I got my dumb thing that just happened recently. Uh oh. Should I just go into that?
0: Sure, why not? So you why saw don't you go into it.
1: You saw on April first I put up an April first video where my, my friend oh, and no. colleague, Soggy Hamhocks McAnson, did his uh his four hundredth episode of Soggy Opens?
0: Uh-huh. Did did a joke go too far? Is that where we're joking our way into A joke, a joke into?
1: might have gone too far. <laughs> I really got into my head. And I watched, I watched too much YouTube, uh, <laughs> and the timing was really good. So they put out these things in Magic called Challenger decks. And the thing I've always complained about with Modern Magic is that there's no one thing I can just buy that is a good deck that I can play against other people. Or play, you know, they raise a couple good decks that are that are actually smart and good that will show me interesting ways to play and have really cool makeup. Um, cause when I played the last time I played in August using, um, one of the uh, Cybertron beasts, Daryl from transmissions, um, when I hung out with him and and, uh, his folks, um, they had, they had decks they had made very smartly. And I just used one of them and I was like, this is really fun when someone just hands me one of these decks and I don't have to learn from the ground up all of these concepts. So the challenger decks came out and they are these decks that they put out where they are made for the current super expensive format, which is like all the cards from the last like year and a half or whatever um it's like the highest stakes highest price it's called standard it's like that's where i mean I, all they're all high price but like that's the one that that is apparently insurmountable for a lot of casual players because you have to be buying new cards right now and so they put out these four standard decks that are all basically cleverly made and pretty playable so i bought them because uh, there was a bundle deal uh at 401 games which made them uh all slightly lower than retail and at least one of them is often selling for double retail because of some of the cards in it like they're giving you like four copies of like mythics and rares and like super rare cards and that's apparently not a thing they do very often because as far as i understood from cruising around youtube wizards of the coast is far too much in tune with the fact that like people who don't play the game but people who invest in the game are one of their demographics uh and that seems like that's one of the audiences that that they're too aware of and thus cause the stifling of making interesting product uh, so anyway, these decks yeah. were really cool because these decks were like, yeah, we there's there's a, like a bunch of cards in here that right now would cost you like n- like ninety bucks to get a hold of, and we're selling this for thirty bucks, and it's like, all right, cool. Um, I mean, I'm in, I'm always into it when something like a Wizards of the Coast decides to like crash the market that is not even a market that supports them in any way. <laughs> uh. Yeah aside from the bulk of buying of stuff. So I so I picked up those decks. I'm going to I'm going to play a couple of games with them. But then I also I saw on Twitter I got this advertisement. They're like, "Hey, this month we're dropping a new set called Dominaria. It's a new core set and it's full on 25 years nostalgia. We got Richard Garfield back to design this set. It's the first time we're going to have a set in Dominaria in years." And I was like, "What does that even mean?" And I went and read up on it. I'm like, "Y'all are telling me you haven't even been this hasn't even been in Dominaria for like a decade?" What magic are you all playing? Uh, And so there's going to be, like, a pre-release event for that this coming weekend. And I was like, I've never been to a pre-release. And then, like, there was one at midnight at one of the card shops that's pretty close to me. So I signed up for a midnight pre-release for magic cards. I'm going to go play some sealed games. Uh, Also, after I talked about this in the podcast Mm. last time, a bunch of people told me, hey, you should get into Commander. Because Commanders are really good format where cards don't rotate out and it's super fun. Just get one of the Commander decks. Because that's another thing Wizards makes where it's like these pre-constructed decks that are actually pretty good, basically, as they're described to me. And I watch videos about them where everyone's like, oh, the best thing about Commander decks is they make so many. You can just get them really easily at your local gaming shop. I looked around all of Toronto. Not one of those Commander decks is not marked up. So I don't know what y'all were trying to convince me to do, but like it was cheaper for me to get the Challenger decks commander does look interesting like the the history behind it uh is like a bunch of fans made up a way to play called elder dragon highlander where it's like you can only have one copy of any card in your deck it's a deck of 100 cards and there's like a leader character uh and it looks really cool and then wizards basically took this fan version to play the game and then legitimized it and made cards specifically for it. And I'm like, that's interesting. And I want to give commander a try sometime, but like this, from the sounds of it, commander, you can play with two people, but it's way better with four or five or whatever. And so I'd, I'd rather just find a group of people who want to play commander and will let me use one of their decks. I don't want to go buy more. I'm I'm too busy getting ready for the pre the midnight pre-release. So anyway, Seth, that's, (laughs) that's what happened to me recently
0: yeah i had that roommate for about a year who was really into magic um and whenever there was a new release night he would basically disappear for two days (laughs) and essentially lived in the the his card store and like it wasn't his card store but the card store he he uh frequents the
1: one they didn't kick him out of for some reason
0: well i've heard i've heard rumors <laughs> about that he he may have been kicked out for a while and a really then let back in that was a great pause uh, yeah i i don't know what the outcome of that was but it's a great pause it sounds like there well. may have been some beef there for a short time if not continuing
1: oh boy <laughs> so here's the thing here's- yeah th-
0: this guy's really good at pushing people to the point where they don't want anything to do with them anymore and then sort of reeling it back and worming his way back in only to eventually piss everybody off again
1: that sounds like the words of someone who lived with a person who does that uh it sounds very firsthand
0: Speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, oh, now uh, my girlfriend and I got into a campaign, and he's one of the other players. Oh boy, uh, yay! Um, so <laughs> in the last session, uh, we encounter a statue of a uh, of some goddess that wasn't one that he worshipped. He he's a dwarven paladin, and he had gotten this hammer of his, like like kind of blessed by his gods. Mm -hmm. um so it it wasn't like a full-on magic item but it did have some benefit um and then when we were in the presence of this statue of this other god um it lost its power so like a rational person he decided he was going to attack the statue okay and every time he hit the statue there was a burst of energy that shot him across the room doing 10 points of damage so he continued to attack the statue over and over again until he was knocked unconscious. And then, when one of the other players wasted a healing spell to to get him up, he started attacking the statue again. <laughs> until the DM figured out that the only way this idiocy was going to end was if he just told him the sh- the statue was broken. <laughs> And then we moved on, but one of the other characters went back in the room later where the statue was, and it had repaired itself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Seth, I promise I won't be that guy. (laughs) Also, like, because I I watched some of it to, like, you know, warm up for that April Fool's video, I also promise Uh you, I will never be one of those Magic the Gathering financial type people. (sighs) Nothing, nothing well, ex-
0: you still have to you still have to get dental tools and pick at the edges of your cards to make sure they're not counterfeits.
1: Nothing against any or, of the actual or rebacked. Nothing against any of the actual people. It's not their fault. It's this. It's the the weird system that they are a part <laughs> it's of. Not their fault. It's insufferable, man. Like, <laughs> Magic the Gathering finance talk is like the jokes that we make about people who buy Hot Wheels and Lego, except it's somehow worse. Like, God, (laughs) I watched a video of this guy who's like, nah, (laughs) I bought 10 cases of boosters under cost because I'm certain in 20 years I can flip these for like a $300 profit. I'm just like sitting there. I thought it was a joke for like 20 minutes.
0: Um and yeah that's well recently recently the girlfriend and i watched a video where this guy was running down his 10 most powerful or powerful his 10 most valuable funko pops
1: hang on i just turned off into space for a sec i gotta come back all right
0: (laughs) yeah and like as the guy's going through him he's like oh i got this um, 7-eleven exclusive ray mysterio Uh, I, I paid regular price for it and now it's worth, I I forget what it was. Like, I'm just going to say $80. So I made a profit on that. And then every time you would do that, I would just say out loud, no, you didn't until, unless you sell it you didn't make a profit that's
1: like those frigging storage wars <laughs> shows where they're just like oh this is worth 30 bucks 30 bucks appears on the bottom yeah i think this will run for 150 180 appears on the bottom i'm just like they're just saying numbers and you're legitimizing yeah. it on your television show by having a cha-ching noise and an, a, a <laughs> number counter go up on the bottom right there's no proof that they're ever going to get that money
0: <laughs> yeah uh here's yeah what so if the if the guy sold it and said i made a profit of blank then it's like oh okay you did that but but it's not worth anything unless you sell it and then <laughs> then afterwards my girlfriend was like it's really fascinating when this happens like like these things come around every now and then and she goes it's just beanie babies There's, there's a stand and, of beanie and it's babies. really interesting yeah. when this happens like people go crazy for this stuff and then it's it's nothing a couple years later. There's
1: a stand of Beanie Babies at Toys 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 and at Shopper's Drug Mart. The one at Shopper's Drug Mart, I pass by every time I go to send something off in the mail or pick something up. And every time I see it, I kind of take a quick look at it. It's, it's like Thai Beanie Babies. And I'm like, what's up, Thai Beanie Babies? Never being bought <laughs> sitting in the middle of a Shopper's Drug Mart in Toronto. Uh, I, I wanted to say once you at least with with the magic the gathering finance stuff once you get past the friggin insufferable language uh and 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 scales of product being moved stuff like that that silly video of like i got my dental tools to show you how this is a rebacked card i'm like you know what this is like this is dumbass fandom stuff but at least there's like something fa- like fascinating about it on a technical level of like and here's, here's people who have re-backed uh, gold-backed cards to make you think that they're older. And I'm like, that's neat. Like That's like gems I'm picking out every now and then between the like one hour of, of friggin' people talking about how they're going to make X money by spending a similarly large X money and that in a decade it'll all turn out uh, and then... No, they liken it to the stock market, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably also why I have a lot of trouble taking the stock market seriously in conversation because it always just sounds very, very hand wavy and ridiculous. And I know it's not, but with Magic the Gathering, somehow that bugged me more because I'm like, this is also supposed to be a game.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't like that. The most, the no, most viewed. Been a
0: yeah,
1: the most viewed, most popular, the first stuff to show up when I search for MTG videos. At least half of it is just this like this finance stuff um so i'm i'm uh i don't think i'll ever fall into that hole i don't care
0: enough so so how much are those commander decks supposed to be like what's the list price supposed to be
1: when they came out their list prices i believe were the the video i watched said like that they were all worth between like 87 to 97 bucks a piece and they were selling for 30 bucks a piece uh and i'm go ahead i was gonna say one, one of the channels i found that i, that I actually really am, am enjoying thanks to folks on twitter for sending it to me uh Tolarian college um that dude in a, in a video he put up about the challenger decks recently he was like already within like a month like the cost of all the cards in these decks has like plummeted and is plummeting um they're still worth more than what they cost at retail um if you bought yeah. everything single but it's not 90 bucks anymore
0: yeah because i'm i just typed magic the gathering commander into amazon and i'm seeing quite a large range of prices
1: oh command so commander is different commander is those those like that's that oh. that other format where everyone told me those would be really cheap to find
0: <laughs> yeah that's what i meant
1: okay yeah sorry Yeah, challenger are those ones i bought where they're like Oh, okay
0: uh, did i say challenger or did
1: i don't know anymore because the words are so similar <laughs> 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 Uh, but yeah, Commander. I looked up on Amazon.ca and it was a mess. I'll look on .com see if it's any different. Uh, oh yeah, okay. So, so on Amazon.com, at least one of them is actually around retail price, which is like thirty thirty eight bucks, I think. The rest of them are all okay. They're yeah, going up. The they're going arcane
0: up. Arcane of wizardry. They're all going up as I scroll down. Yeah. And what what was that magic channel?
1: Uh, Talarian College is the one I liked a lot um it's got a guy who uh what is it other videos i saw they're all calling him like the professor and i'm like this is pretty cool i like i like nicknames uh but i like the tone of his videos um they're pretty i I can't i think i can't remember the channel's called tolerian college or if that was the twitter name but it's it's,
0: tolerian community college yeah okay
1: that dude has really good videos about deck boxes which i found extremely helpful and i'm not being the slightest bit ironic like it was the reviews he does of deck boxes are amazing the like the absolute lengths that he goes to in a very concise way to see if they're good which is like does it hold my cards Blah, blah blah also if i shake it really hard will my cards go everywhere and then he'll shake it really hard and then the ones where the cards don't go everywhere i was like all right put them on my list of ones where if i see them maybe i'll pick one up
0: <laughs> okay i just wanted to see who this guy was because in my youtube recommendeds a few weeks ago this guy started appearing and he had i think he has two channels one is just straight magic and the other is like other games and then whatever he wants to complain about he's like this dude with a beard and this super expensive microphone and mic stand oh
1: no that's not till college
0: right so i wanted to make sure it wasn't that guy because i think uh you would hate this guy
1: oh that guy Um, i i yeah that guy was showing up in my recommendeds and i recognized him from when wizards of the coast and magic went through their whole thing of like a bunch of dudes going like in, in in short and don't turn this into a thing in the thread please come at me on twitter if i'm getting it wrong but it was like <laughs> it was the, the thing where suddenly a bunch of dudes playing a game for a long time go like what's up with all these women and then you know stuff yeah. it's well
0: like the 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 first thing that popped up f- about him for me was like why the last jedi was bad ah and it, it was just him complaining that there there's all these there's too many of all these women <laughs> and that would be better without so many women and then recently another video of his popped up about what's wrong with Magic the Gathering now and it, it's because uh the SJWs have taken over designing the cards and i don't know how that works what is that okay i don't know what that means well and then his example (laughs) of of what they're doing to ruin the artwork is they're intentionally drawing like these uh, these long established female characters as ugly now all right so so they're drawing these these characters on the cards ugly and then i was like I didn't even watch the whole video because I was just like, I can't stand this guy. Yeah, And I'm like, are are they drawing? And well, and then like I Googled the name of one of the characters and I find all this range of artwork and it's different artists. I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, maybe just maybe just this latest artist that did that character isn't as good of an artist. Like, (laughs) were they really instructed to like, you know, uglier up some. And then what? What purpose is there to that? Like, how is that like part of some crazy social justice plot? I didn't understand it. It was idiotic, and I stopped watching the video.
1: So the the, the first thing I was gonna say is, isn't it great when you can actually just watch an actual cartoon character, like you know the guy who you think is a straw man argument people make up? You're like, oh no, it turns out yeah. a YouTube channel is right here cool he exists yeah <laughs> uh, Oh
0: god his he, even videos i've tried watching of his where he's not getting political or anything mm-hmm. it they're, oh god he's just awful he's just got no charisma he's just ugh.
1: <laughs> so the other this is my little worry and also i think why i want to do this pre-release event is i'm like i'm like how much of magic the gathering in at least toronto how much of it is is people wanting to make friends and play a fun game and then how much of it is like that dude none of it it was all great you know lousy folks and i'm like this is also i want to i just want to know because then if it if i end up going there and it is just like a cloud of lousy folks that I'll know like, alright, cool, I can keep these cards that I have, I can play some games with my friends, and it'll be fun. Uh, and then if it's not a bunch of lousy folks, then I can also feel really good about finding a new community in Toronto of folks who are fun to play games with. Cause I am a little worried. It was unfounded, it went <laughs> After great. After the, the, the bits of the, the Magic the <laughs> Gathering noise that hit my timeline even though i wasn't even touching the game at the time i think it was like sometime last year i'm like man they they have some scum playing this game (laughs) and i i don't want to i don't want a part of that but also this seems really fun so we'll see what happens um if you are in toronto and you play magic the gathering i'm not calling you scum if you're listening to this podcast you're definitely not scum you're one of the smart ones um but that'll be an adventure that I go on in about two and a half days. So Seth, we'll, I'll uh, I'll hit you up on Twitter when I come out of the other end of that. Uh, cool. And uh, if you want to buy some, you know, some double sleeve mythics off me, I can cut you a good deal. You know, I got them, I got them double sleeved up in some KMC inners with uh, with some uh, some ultra pro, uh, <laughs> 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 eclipse matte outers. It's basically waterproof. I saw a video about it. This is a real good, real good decision I made. <laughs> um, that's been our MTG talk for this episode. Seth, did you get anything off topic this week?
0: Uh, I did. <laughs> um, so here's a dumb story about Amazon. Um, they have their own shipping company now called AMZL. I know that company. It's a, a garbage dump yep. of a shipping company.
1: In Toronto, um, when you have that as your shipper for Amazon, that means a dude will come by with a box and maybe leave it outside your door, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I saw the the vehicle that came um, with this last order that was a whole ordeal, and it was a, a person in like a a minivan with like two or three other humans in the car i think they might have been kids so they were just driving around with their kids dropping off some packages and like a minivan mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> i uh i talked to one <laughs> um, of these guys once because i didn't know who he was and i was like are you with dhl are you with <laughs> pure Leader? like why do you have this package and he's like oh no uh, i'm with amazon i'm I'm working like part-time and it at." Sound- I didn't look into this, but as it was explained to me, paraphrasing a bit, it sounded like the way people become Uber drivers, where it's like they have a little, they have a registration process, you have to be vetted slightly, and then it's just, you're an Amazon delivery person, and I'm like, this seems like a terrible way to keep stuff moving through the mail.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I found a Reddit post by someone who was a FedEx driver and then took a job with AMZL Mm -hmm. and listed the differences in how training worked, and it was basically like this giant list of all the steps that FedEx drivers go through, like tests and testing and and ride-alongs and another test, and then this other. Then you got to study these these books and blah, blah blah, and then learn your route and da da da. And then the AMZL was like, there was a an orientation video we watched one day. And then we were handed a map and assigned a route, <laughs> and then it was a free for all. <laughs> um, well, listen,
1: Jeff Bezos but, doesn't have—he doesn't have a lot of money. Okay, like he can't just friggin' pay real postage on all this stuff. I mean, he's got to—he's got to save a little bit.
0: So the two times I have had that as the shipper, where the delivery date was a Friday, uh, it—it it, 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 didn't—it didn't come. Mm-hmm. Like it would be out for delivery all day. It would say out for delivery, and then after eight o'clock, because it says expected by eight p.m., it would switch to ah, sorry, we missed you.
1: Yeah, that's like <laughs> the friggin' people that DHL <laughs> hires in Toronto, where they say, yeah, you signed for a package, and I'm like, no, I didn't.
0: <laughs> I, you're Well, no, they they just say ah, we rescheduled your delivery. That's better than
1: DHL. Uh, things happen.
0: DHL Dude, didn't make it.
1: In Toronto, the DHL drivers right now that they've hired, they will just go like, "No, no, he he signed for it." And they'll just like throw it in the hallway and then leave. <laughs> like <laughs> Like the fact that it says, "Oh, it's been signed for, signature required," and it was signed for and I didn't sign for it. I'm just like, "That seems illegal?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the so the first time this happened where it was supposed to come on a, a thing was supposed to come on a Friday. It didn't. It showed up like super early Saturday morning. And my take was like, well, that sucks, but whatever. Um, and then, it well, on Friday and then on Saturday it shows up. I'm like, well, at least it came early today. So whatever. But in this case, um, I had ordered a set of um, skull breaker dice, which mm-hmm. are a nickel, like a polyhedral D&D dice made a nickel um and i really wanted them for saturday when we were going to be playing D and um if i did the regular prime shipping it wasn't going to make it it well it until maybe saturday hmm. i i think it, like it might have come saturday and then the game starts <clears throat> fairly early so there it, it was unlikely that would have shown up early enough and it was only $4 more to get the one-day shipping. So I went, okay, I'm going to do the one-day shipping. I'll get it Friday, and we're and we're going to be good to go. So it's out for delivery all day Friday. Then it goes to the bus. So, you know, things happen. Well, you'll get it between the the 14th and the 19th. <laughs> so this was Friday the 13th. It was supposed to come. Okay. And And I'm like, I paid extra for this to be a one-day deal. Like okay, if I don't have it for the D and D game this weekend, whatever. I got other dice. It's not the worst thing to happen. Uh, but I paid extra. Yeah, y'all, y'all
1: owe me that money back.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I get on like the customer support chat, and I type the thing out, and the person's like, "Oh, okay. Well, here's what I've done. I have sent a message to the shipper." you're definitely going to get it tomorrow. I put a note saying like there's no way that they they could not get it to you tomorrow. And we've refunded the $4 and we've extended your prime subscription by a month. Is that cool? I said that's you know that's that's really cool. Like I I would have just been happy with the $4 back. The extra month of prime, that's nice. You know, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but you know, that's nice. Um. Thank you very much. I look forward to receiving this. And then I thought, you know, maybe it will be like that other time, and it'll come real early in the morning, and you know, and it's still going to be fine. Sure. Um. So I'm all morning. I'm checking the the tracking, and it says your new expected delivery date is Saturday the 14th, but it never goes to out for delivery. It never says out for delivery the entire day. So. I get home from D and D it's after eight o'clock. I jump on the computer, <laughs> go get back into the customer chat. And I say, this is what happened. I'm like, I'm not looking for, and I wrote, I'm not looking for additional compensation. I just want it noted somewhere official because there's no way to review the shipping carriers the way I could review a product or review a seller. Yeah. Um, I can't review a, a shipper, so I just want to make a formal complaint that AMZL is garbage. And you can't. <laughs> and this I is, hate it. This is
1: what drives me nuts, right? <laughs> so the reason I ever get anything from DHL is either someone else uses it, or I order something off, off Amazon Japan, which I have now stopped doing because of DHL. Uh, uh-huh. And and with Amazon as well, it's both the same thing. You don't get a choice. Like like no. if like when I order something off Amazon Canada, it will come either with Canada Post or Purolator or DHL or AMZL, and every one of those that is not Canada Post is a frigging nightmare. And I hate that it's like you get your your choice of different shipping styles. I always take the free shipping for over thirty five bucks, and it's then all right. Roll this d four to see if you if you, <laughs> if you roll one two or three. Good luck. It's just like this is terrible. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I've had a couple things recently where um there was a choice, like FedEx or UPS, and and there were different prices, and I was like, Well, I'm not in that big of a rush, so I'll take this FedEx one because it's cheaper. Um and then it, it FedEx doesn't even bring it all the way they'd like get it to sacramento and then they pass it off to usps which adds 2 days yeah to the process because the the fedex um uh warehouse that stuff usually comes out of for delivery for me comes out of sacramento so then they add 2 days to hand it off to somebody else and it's like what what are you doing <laughs> you're so close yeah <laughs> why don't you just bring it the rest of the way and I, i'm starting to get irritated at fedex too but like they seem like infinitely more confident than uh uh the amazon thing you
1: want you want to hear someone yell about fedex just ask me any day about fedex i'll tell you how much they suck and how they should never be used to ship internationally it's, it's like, if, yeah. if you, like i'll say it again this is a podcast for the record if you are an american who is shipping to canada only use usps just trust me everything else is a nightmare usps might suck for you guys but it will turn into canada posts they certainly are they they are no angels as the saying goes but at least they will handle the (laughs) mail and get it here you know and if there's a customs charge they will tell you about it and ask for it before giving you the package thus ending the transaction so you know don't don't ship anything into Canada with any of the couriers because you are making life hard for the person who's receiving that. Uh, I mean, unless you're, you know, this is some kind of big freight thing and you're shipping to a merchandiser or a retailer, in which case, why are you listening to me about this? But, you know, just fan-to-fan mail. My God, they are all terrible. They suck. FedEx is the worst of them by far. But I'm not going to get on that rant again. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, so... The the second customer service person told me, okay, I, I went into the system. Uh, I got everything squared away. You are 100% going to receive this package on Sunday. And my first thought was nobody delivers on Sunday. <laughs> but I just wrote, well, uh, we'll see. <laughs> I hope so because I just want this mess to be over with. And so I started checking the tracking on Sunday and now it just says, um, your delivery date has been changed to the date you requested, but it didn't display what that date was. And I couldn't click on anything to see what it was. (laughs) And I couldn't even click on changing it again. Like I, whatever this mystery date was, was locked in and it did not say out for delivery and it did not say out for delivery until one 30 in the afternoon. And I was like, huh, (laughs) that seems like a late time to start. And then it showed up at about a quarter to four. So I, I was very glad to have gotten it and to have that whole nightmare over. And I had decided earlier in the day that if this doesn't show up, today and i don't think it's going to i'm going to see about just canceling this order and getting my money back altogether yeah because as it turns out so it was this set of metal black dice with green numbers and uh completely unknown to me because it was going to be a surprise Uh, for my birthday next month my girlfriend had already got for me a set of black metal dice with green numbers (laughs) from a different company. So when I told her, Hey, I ordered these dice. She was like, Oh, great. (laughs) And when the whole shipping mess happened, she just went here. You could have these ones (laughs) and just gave them to me. And then I felt bad. And I'm like, I, I, I never would have guessed that you would have gotten me dice. It doesn't seem like the sort of thing you would have done. I apologize. And she goes, no, it's fine. Just have these dice and then you can have these dice. And then, and then once this mess kept going, then I was really like, I'll just have these other dice and forget it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So the dice she got me was from easy roller. And, uh, Both sets have aspects to them that I really like. Like the Skull Splitter D20 is like significantly larger and heftier, which is rad. But the Skull Splitter D6 is like way smaller and they rounded off the corners where the Easy Roller D6 not only is larger, but each corner is like a, a dagger. (laughs) it's so like and every edge is like razor sharp it's just fun to squeeze in your fingers and then go ouch a little bit (laughs) because because these dice are so damn sharp and the and both companies d4s you could throw a bunch of them on the floor as caltrops and like mess somebody's (laughs) foot up
1: (laughs) i uh that reminds me, one other Imagine the Gathering thing, which is, like, indefensible in how much it makes me, like, it's not it's not the end of the world, and it's kind of pathetic that I get this irritated by it, but I don't know, maybe you will, too. You, you know what a D20 is, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. I just mentioned D20s. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, imagine that you get something, and it's a D20, and instead of the number 20, there's, like, a symbol, but it's literally just a D twenty. And then the company selling it tells you, like, oh, no, that's not a D20. That is a spin down life counter. Yep. It makes me so annoyed. I don't know why. I'm just like, I'm just like, it's yeah. a freaking D twenty. Just say yeah, it. No, D20. it's a spin down. It, uh, why would I want to spin down a, li- a, a a linear life <laughs> counter? Like, it's that's the worst part. It's like a D twenty. In my opinion, is the worst way to keep track of ticking down twenty numbers. Because like, all you have to do is bump <laughs> it, and oh, what, I forgot what it was. Oh damn, you know, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the worst well- way. <laughs> i i may be wrong on this but i think my girlfriend had looked into it because she's obsessed with dice um and i think she might have told me that the numbers are in a different pattern okay like where where like on a property 20 their numbers are opposite each other um to make the 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 odds more random where on the spin down life counters they're they're more in in like an order to make them easier to find it's still so if freaking... you're going from like 13 to 14 it's it's easier to see where the 14 is than having to like turn the whole thing around and hunt for the 14
1: it's still a slightly less round ball that needs to stay yeah. on one in one position no matter what and like of all like...
0: well and And if you told me that there was something called the spin-down life counter, I'm not going to imagine a die. No! I'm going to imagine something that I turn.
1: Oh, yes! A dial! Like, (laughs) anyway, I'm not actually mad about it. It's just like when you brought up D20s, it flashed (laughs) in my mind again. I was like, right, it's one of those things I'm not mad about. I'm just irrationally annoyed about. (laughs) Uh... I actually, I bought a set of dice, too, because I realized I didn't have uh, anywhere handy a set of, just a, a set of, you know, one of each dice types. Uh, so I bought this little set uh-huh. of uh, tech dice. They they got, like, tech greeble all over them. I thought they looked really cool.
0: Uh, I I don't know if I've seen exactly what you're talking about, but I have seen, like, um some pretty elaborately sculpted dice. I have
1: found the link. I'm going to put it in the Discord. These are the ones I got. They are Q Workshop 7-Piece Tech Dice. They look kind of... Oh, no.
0: Those are not what I thought. Yeah. Those are crazy. They're
1: not like metal or anything. They're just, you know, like whatever you make dice out of. But uh, they have like the, you know, all of the... Human bone. Yeah. Ivory. The the inner detail is all like ink washed or whatever. So it's all like black on the inside and then like gray on the top surfaces. Uh, And they look really Uh cool.
0: There is a company that specializes in making extremely expensive dice sets yes. out of uh, expensive materials, including mammoth tusk.
1: That's that's where I was pulling ivory from because I think you you brought yeah. that up on here before, and I was trying to convince you to buy them.
0: Yeah, if I was again, if I was a lottery winner, <laughs> maybe.
1: I am gonna. Um, <laughs> y'all are wondering whatever happened to all that mammoth tusk? Well, don't worry, I have some it's safe here yeah um i
0: found out if my lizard man hit the goblin with it or not (laughs) (laughs) that's my character in this campaign is a a lizard folk barbarian i just got to level three
1: congratulations um
0: and now he has electric powers (laughs)
1: I still only have ever had one D&D character, but he was a a halfling paladin who could shoot a laser as his daily power. It was something else, Mm -hmm. but it was akin to because I said I want to shoot lasers. Uh, And I used it to blow up a door, and the door blowing up also killed like six hobgoblins because I rolled a 20 or something. It was fun. Uh,
0: Now, toys that I got this week. Whoa! um, I got a bunch of stuff I haven't opened yet because they all showed up right before an extremely busy weekend. Yep. So I will save those for another time. Uh, but some two of them that I did open were the Four Horsemen Coliseum figures that I ordered from their Coliseum assortment. I only got two. I didn't do the whole mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got their, hey, they're not He-Man and Skeletor, but, you know... <laughs> yep wink
1: <laughs> i i still feel like i could get by and not owning that he-man but then our 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 joey ichabod uh put up a photo of that skeletor with the skeletor head flanked by two more of the same figure with the blue head as like guards and i was like that looks really cool i think yeah. i think i want to get that
0: yeah i didn't realize the skeletor uh, came with three heads. I knew it came with the like the yellowy greeny Skeletor kind of colored skull, yeah, and a blue skull. But it also comes with a, a complete helmet, mm-hmm. like head that's just a big helmet. Um, uh, they both come with identical swords, except for the He-Man sword is like silver. And the Skeletor sword is purple, like the original toys came with the purple and silver swords. Yep. Um, so that's a nice touch. Um, the, the he man or him guy, as I like to call him, (laughs) um, has a beard head, um, and a helmet head, uh. Neither one is especially He Manish, except for they painted the hair blonde. That's
1: why I um, kinda felt less enthused about him, to be honest. Like I, I get it, but I was also like yeah. I was like I was like the other one at least looks a lot like Skeletor. And like this guy looks like He Man's brother.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, even with the Skeletor, he still has skeleton arms and legs. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have muscle man, arms and legs.
1: There's something about it, though. Um, I don't know. It's like... I think it's the staff that helps a lot, too, and getting the head to be a yellow skull on one of the head options. Yeah. Um, It's just really connected with me more.
0: Yeah, no, when I tweeted them, I referred to them as him guy and lemon lime skull face.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but, like, like, the colors and stuff on the he-man are all are all good like it it doesn't take much to to realize that it was inspired by he-man especially when it's standing next to the inspired by skeletor um so i like them they're 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 fine hey they're you cool. gotta
1: get that orc that was uh, that's wearing the man at arms armor
0: yeah yeah i kind of have an aversion to their orcs but now it's kind of like oh darn <laughs> but i think that one's gotten really expensive yep yeah so yeah that's because everyone was like hey i get it now yeah <laughs> <laughs> and hey i skipped it before but i got these the other two oh no
1: i'm um i'm trying to figure out i want to do one more order for the the second series advent of dk uh figures uh uh, to get you know i I didn't i never got hagnon or the 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 two torso skeleton troop builder and i want to get two of those skeletons and a hagnon uh
0: hagnon is the ghost right
1: yeah yeah he's the one where they recently put out that photo of like hey we told the factory to make half of them green and half of them blue and they took it they took it right but also (laughs) wrong
0: (laughs) there was a there's a problem with the translation.
1: And also, like, when I looked at that, I was like, you know, it's kind of impressive they were able to half and half cast that. And the amount of work that yeah. went into doing that, it's almost kind of a bummer that, like, that that was, that was looks like it was harder to do than to do it normally.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's also, that must have been kind of cool for them to, maybe they, they already knew, but I'm like, in my mind, I'd be like, wait, you guys can do that? like. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you can just cast the part in two colors because to me that would that would open up a lot of creative ideas uh
0: but yeah then that was yeah when i saw the picture i thought oh man they should like give this away to a random kickstarter backer yeah or something and also, that random person should be me. Yeah. They should just give it to me. <laughs> send me that.
1: See, my initial reaction was, I guess I'd missed it, but I was like, wait, half the Hagnons are going to glow green and the other half are going to glow blue and it's going to be random?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. It isn't... Is that what's going to happen? Apparently. That, that's the impression I got. Yeah. And I I yeah.
1: I assume... Because no one seemed to be very perturbed by that, and I, so I assume I just missed that, but I was kind of like... I mean, I still want to get Hagnon, but I'm kind of bummed out if it's going to, because I think that the blue looks a bit cooler than the green, but then also the green looks way more in in theme with the gimmick. Uh, and I I feel weird about it just randomly being one of the two, but...
0: I kind of was hoping it was just going to be like milky white. That's <laughs> well, the other thing is, <laughs> but, I'm, uh... like,
1: I'm like, I, I assumed it was going to be milky white, but then it will glow one of those colors. Yeah. And so I'm like, wait, so he's going to actually be green or blue or what? So I'm I'm a little confused. Uh Yeah,
0: cuz there's that weird white-ish glow in the dark plastic color. Yeah. That like has like some other like you could kind of almost see some other color mixed into it. So usually, and that's what I assumed it was going to be.
1: Usually if you look at that, you'll you will often if it glows green, it looks white with a very pale green tint. And then um, for stuff that glows blue, it's that, but with a very pale blue tint.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, you got get the Templar. Then you have to go back and get all the other Templars. wave yeah um although like some of those pictures from ichabod there were a couple others were like oh those ended up looking way cooler than i thought yeah but uh like there's that kind of roman armor looking guy that's like black and gold that looked pretty rad
1: yeah that dude turned Um, out way better um yeah the black the black knights turned out exactly like i thought which is they look cool but i don't need them um but yeah armor dude i was kind of like oh i could i wouldn't have minded that um this is odd i seem to be running out of disk space oh you know what wait nope None of those have been saving on the C drive. What is filling up the C drive? Whatever. Whatever. Seth, I probably... Prob- oh, yeah, the recording actually died there. This is me uh, after the film. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, Seth. <laughs> it did die. Yeah, you laugh now, huh? Yeah, there's a little blip of me. Anyway, the show's over, and the recording died at that point, so I'm just filling in. Uh, hopefully, I can just roll with this. If you hear me kind of going, ah, in the background, that's what was left.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right, Seth. Uh, so. No. no. What? That was, it. that was it. Yeah, that's it. No, that was no, it. it. Yeah, that's it. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good day.
0: some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.